0: Hey everyone, welcome to the World Lab Podcast, brought to you by Fortune Favors. I'm James Marshall and today I'm super excited to have today's guest on. He has won two Super Rugby titles and he's played one game. One of the greatest records in the game. He's also been regarded as one of the most promising players in the country over the past few years, but has constantly been set back with injuries. But that's all about to change as he lines up a massive season with the mighty Marco. He's also doing all sorts of great things off the field, which I'm really looking forward to diving into. It is, of course, the man himself, Hugh Renton. Welcome, Hughie. Thanks for coming on.
1: Cheers, Jermaine. Thanks for having me.
0: How's it been being in uh, Nelson?
1: Uh, Nelson's awesome. Yeah, just great setup. Guys are awesome. Yeah. Awesome culture. Uh, sun's shining, so yeah. you can't get much better than that, can you?
0: Yeah, so um, what got you to Nelson in the end?
1: Uh, what got me up here? Well, I've obviously followed um, the Marcos and a few of the boys, pretty close m- mates of them, and um, yeah. being playing down in Canterbury and and Goody Andrew Goodman's the c- uh, coach down there, and yeah. just sort of having a yarn to him. And um, through Ethan Blackett's unfortunate injury, they were sort of had a spot there for a loose forward, and and I'd been in with the Crusaders a little bit with with that, and and they just said, yeah, just talked to Goody and had a meeting with him, and and then yeah, he said. I uh, would like to bring you up, so I was like, Yeah, shit yeah, I so, want an opportunity to play, you know. Yeah, so
0: that's awesome. Were you signed anywhere before that conversation or were you just still looking?
1: No, nah, no. Nah. So um yeah, I've basically been in Canterbury for three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, no contracts or anything like that. And um been involved with Canterbury Rugby and good relationship with Mike Brown and, and Reuben Thorne, but it's pretty stocked up down there in the yeah. loose forwards like things haven't really changed much. Uh, in the time that I've been there, but yeah. I've been yeah been with them the whole time and um, having conversations with them, and it was similar this year. Like there's just no contract space yeah. from their point of view, and um, and yeah, if there was opportunity up here, and um, it's obviously in the Crusaders region, and I'm still studying, so that helps with that. Yeah, and um, and yeah, just you know, took the opportunity to be like, yeah, I want to try uh, be a part of a top team first, and then um, put my hand up for some game time, so. Just Got to take those opportunities, eh? So, 100%. How's, yeah. the,
0: how's the body? Because that's what's sort of set you back so far throughout your career, hasn't
1: it? Yeah, body's awesome. No, body's real good, like physically, no, no injuries on touch wood, you know. Yeah, um, mentally, physically, feeling really, really great to be fair. I'm real happy in the space I'm in right now. Um, it's been like that for a couple of years now, yeah. sort of two, three years, and just. Been down in Christchurch developing uh, my game and, and doing university and, and building all that business side up as well yeah. and just building life up really. And nah, feel good. Body's awesome. Just
0: been waiting for the opportunity and here it is. This is the yeah. year, eh? Yeah, well, that's the, the breakout thing. year.
1: Yeah, well, you got to take opportunity all the time. And I sort of um, been doing a little bit with Crusaders and trying to put my hand up there as much as possible, you yeah. know, going along and and trying to add value where I can, and then with Canterbury on the limited um, opportunities there, and then yeah, this is obviously a contract for the for the year to start up here. So yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So you're
0: obviously adding a lot of value to these environments, winning another championship. <laughs> eh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying there? Secret sauce.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Everywhere you go, they seem to be winning. So what's the secret? What are you up to?
1: <laughs> uh, I think. Um, Oh, where does it start? I guess um, I guess it goes back to school. I went to Lindisfarne College, and and that was about my parents sent me there for academics, yeah, not for rugby. And I wanted to be doing all the rugby, and they're like, no, nah, you got to make sure you get your good grades. And then, yeah, from there, just I guess wanted to do some university as well, and and been been doing that in Wellington when I was there with you, and, yeah, and then um, finished up in Wellington and. And hadn't played any rugby and hadn't got any degree Mm. or and hadn't had any work experience and I was like 2021 and and so I was like you know what I want to do where do I want to be and in terms of off the field on the field it's pretty obvious but off the field um I was like yeah business uh, money finance and and learn all about that because want to know what to do with my money and want to make some money off the field you know as rugby players we don't get paid too much so um so, so wanted to sort of make as much money as I could and um, yeah sort of business also the way and nuts and bolts of business, accounting, finance so yeah. went and picked that up in Canterbury and almost finished that, two papers to go with that and and yeah sort of just been building networks and trying to find my way, I, I haven't really been um, specifically focused on you know be a doctor or a lawyer or anything or an engineer or anything yeah, like yeah. that, it's just sort of uh, what are you sort of good at and, and what can you sort of add value at or, or mix and mingle in and, and go from there so yeah that's, that's probably led to where I am now. That's cool.
0: And do you do you feel having having done that's taking the pressure off your rugby? Because
1: yeah, I don't know if it's taken the pressure off my rugby. It's just um, it's just made me feel good all round. You know, like yeah. um, actually having a lot of things and you know going for me. Uh, I guess um, and, and options to to sink sink your teeth in. I guess um, with rugby, you mentioned pressures and stuff like that, and it can be pretty all encapsulating, um, mentally. Uh, especially when you're getting injured, injured, and you're not mm. not um, getting selected all the time, I think that weighs down on anyone like like you would know. You know, if, if you're only doing rugby, you know, and you're not playing and you're not injured, then what are you actually doing? You're not yeah. doing anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so actually, yeah, studying and, and, and talking with people and, and doing some business stuff actually allowed me that avenue to do stuff and yeah. actually make progress if that makes sense yeah Yeah, with my rugby you you can make progress off the field and training and getting back and get your walk flight times up like (laughs) I know you're keen on but yeah you don't go too far on the field if you're not on the field so uh, just any way that I could uh, I guess progress in life and and that adds value that takes pressure off anything you know because you're actually improving and getting better and when you're getting better you're feeling pretty good so We're feeling really good, you know. Such a wise young man, aren't you? How old are you? (laughs) Uh, turned 24 this year, yeah. 24 this year.
0: Anyway, take us back to the start for you. Like um, One thing I've enjoyed about the podcast is hearing their background before cracking into it, so give us a bit of a rundown on yours.
1: Yeah for sure, um, so yeah, um, country boy I guess, um, mum and dad are both farmers out in Maraikakau, it's about 40 minutes inland of Hastings, so yeah. sheep, beef and deer out there, um, they've been there the whole, the whole time, um, fifth generation's farmers, you know dad's super keen farmer and I, I'm not a, a handy farmer or anything like that, I'm not super keen but I um, <laughs> sort of obviously grew up in that background and um, went to Linda's farm. College in Hastings and um yeah just sort of had a good few mates there Mason Emerson Town Falcon you know rugby players as well and yeah. and then we sort of just yeah it was at school there and and um and the rugby aspect um, wasn't overly too flash I guess at the start of school I was pretty tall and skinny and and you know was wondering you know how how do I make a career or do whatever and and sort of just started training around year ten eleven and managed to make the first fifteen from there and and had a good year and then. Uh, in year 12 as well, um, played again in the first 15 and then uh, managed to get in, involved with Hurricanes schools um, yeah. with uh, Lardy there. Was that year 12? Uh, yeah, that was year 12. True. Yep. Yep. So there was Hurricanes under 18s in. Because you must have had a massive growth from being... Cause
0: yeah. You, at school, when you came out of school, you were known as like the next big thing, weren't you?
1: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that before, <laughs> but maybe, I don't know. But um, I think just, just in school, I was just... Um, I was taking it pretty seriously, you know, I had a vision and dream of where I wanted to go to and, and just stuck at it, and I think that's, um, luckily that my parents have instilled that yeah. in me, is just, you know, have drive and, and go for what you want. What age was that where you had this Oh, like, I've been fully focused, probably like 14 years old, 14 you know. 14, Yeah, that's when I switched on to be like, yeah, I want to do this and be a professional rugby player and then do it this way. And, um, yeah, because I got dropped from, like, Bay to 16s. Yeah. And then I was like, shit, you know, like that sort of clicked me, something just clicked and I was yeah. like, you know, I, I want to be where I want to be and so I like started going to the gym the next day, Yeah, like five o'clock the next day and just sure. like, yeah, just went handy at it and um, training handy, and that's probably why I had stuffed it. but, you know. <laughs> 200 just, on the squat yeah, rack at 15. No, no, it's pretty battling. I remember I was, like, benching 60 kgs, or trying to bench 60 kgs, and, um, you, you know, when you're first starting weights, and, and then the, you do a couple of reps, and then it just dies on you. You <laughs> can't, I almost died in the gym, so that could have been me done to you for you, Jimmy. You were still <laughs> doing the same weights at the Hurricanes three years in. Eh? <laughs> 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 That's the thing I was still doing the same like six <laughs> years later I know, I know But um, yeah, started there um, And then Hurricanes schools And then yeah, I was in there And um, and managed to just, you know, again Take opportunity, put your hand up And lucky enough to make Hurricanes under 18s in, in year 12 And then captained um, that game And we played one game against the Chiefs And did alright there and, um, and then yeah, that was sort of my taste of the, the environment Yeah you know, in year 12 there and um, meeting all the coaches and yeah. and meeting the whole sort of system and things like that. And, um, yeah, just being me, just being fun and, and having fun on the field and, yeah. and enjoying it really. And I don't know if that started in terms of the Hurricanes watching me or anything. And I think at that time a lot of um, – it was talked about a lot, like a lot of uh, talent throughout all the Super Rugby teams had – well, born and bred in the Hurricanes region. Yeah, yeah. And so they were chasing really hard to, you know, um, retain that talent because at that time hadn't won a Super Rugby title or made consistently made the finals and things. Yeah. If that had an impact on that. Um, yeah, and I just just made that team and, and did alright ride. And then a couple of months later, I was like, um, playing under 18s um, for Hawke's Bay. Yeah. And then uh, that's when the process started with my shoulder and then boom. So with that, hour, I just sort of got tackled in one game, and and sort of felt real bad in the neck, like a stinger, but yeah. as a young guy, like, you so know, how old were you here? I was 17 then, 17, yeah, but as a, as a young guy, like, no one really knows anything about stingers or yeah. nerves, you yeah, know, until yeah. everyone knows when you're a professional rugby player, but no one knows at that age, and so my arm was pretty sore after that game, wasn't really working, did and you then, keep playing? Yeah, well, the game kind of finished, oh yeah, at that last, time, yeah, last, last sort minutes. of play, and then, um, I was, you know, rested it up, and then we played the next week against two and I am Playing number eight, I went to pick up the ball at the back of the scrum, and um, my arm just like didn't come through as a pass. You oh, true. M- right. My passing hand, and I was like, like, and I like knocked it on through like the locked feet, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, holy, <laughs> like what the heck <laughs> is this game? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then like two plays later, I went yeah. to tackle someone, and my arm like didn't come up. Oh, true. And then the guy just keep running, and I like hit him with my shoulder. And but you'd never missed a tackle before, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <dude>. So something <laughs> was wrong. Something was wrong, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Um, and then the game finished there. And then the next week. I was, again, the doctors and physios didn't know anything and they're just like, ah, keep playing, keep playing, you're fine, yeah, okay, yep, sweet. So
0: was it just like these one little moments in a game or was yeah. it constant? No, it was just one little moment oh, yeah. of it
1: like shutting off. Oh, true. Now I know that my arm was just like shutting off yeah, and it yeah, wasn't yeah. working. It was real weird. It is weird. And then um, before the game, I clearly remember the last game, Taranaki, and so like um, dad actually hadn't missed the rugby game like throughout school and everything. You yeah. Know, one of those, who would always come watch um, and he had to stay back. And, um, and, you know, look after the farm and send out all these bulls or whatever. We went over to Taranaki and played. And before the game, I was doing push-ups. And then my left arm was doing the push-ups and my right arm just stopped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, something's so weird. But, again, you just don't know anything. Still got out there. And you just, yeah, play that game. And my arm felt really good after the game. Yeah. Drove back. Uh, went to bed and then um, woke up like three four in the in the middle of the night just a searing pain like so bad like oh, hot knives through the back of the shoulders and oh, everything shit. like nerve pain obviously and then my arm just wasn't working it was just held down and I couldn't lift it up and just everything like all everything was tense yeah um, just yeah searing nerve pain went to the um, and then that's basically just started boom the whole journey of Seen a million bloody doctors seen a million people yeah. being rushed to emergency room. They're almost gonna operate on me to like they reckon I like dislocated two vertebrae in my neck and they were gonna have to operate that and then they're like, Oh no, nah, no, nah, we're fine and then they said these facet joints or something were like that were too long or too short and that, yeah. all this sort of stuff. But then that was just a process of actually no one knowing what <laughs> I, what I had gone wrong. And I was a little kid just singing, my arm doesn't work and I wanna play rugby and they're like I remember going. They put me in a neck brace, and I was I was on the bed, and I was wearing it. And I was like, "Oh, like this, this is pretty bad," is it? And he's like, "Yeah, yes, oh, <laughs> like it's extremely bad." And I was like, "Cause my arm hadn't worked for like a week now, yeah, probably a couple of weeks." And then, um, yeah, he's like, "No, you won't be playing rugby or whatever." And I was like, well, "Ever or yeah, like oh, ever?" Yeah. Like was like, "No, like this is like real bad. Like your arms not working. <laughs> yeah, like you've obviously severed or done something, severed some nerves." And then, um, yeah, things sort of progressed and they just said, we don't really know, like, we know it's a nerve injury, but we don't know if it's going to heal or not. Yeah. And so we don't have any timeline for rugby return. Basically, your arm is stuffed and, I don't know, you know, rugby players play off nerve injuries, but when your arm doesn't work, you can't really do too much, (laughs) (laughs) you know. And so, yeah, that sort of started that process of just seeing lots of doctors and going through all of that and then, um, yeah, and then, that was summertime, so that was basically end of the school year and then yeah. summer into summer and my arm still wasn't really working and then I uh, went into f- my final year of school and my arm still wasn't working again and just saw the searing pain. But at this stage it was all skinny. Yeah. Like all wasted away. Yeah. So I had couldn't a real do anything. Couldn't do anything. I could sort of like lift it up, but um not horizontally at all, like just lift from from my bicep. Yeah. But um, brachial plexus, long thoracic nerve completely done. Oh. Um, and they didn't know too much, and they just said, like, like it might start next week, or it might start in a month. Yeah. might start in a month. So it started, like, okay, like a six-week injury, you know, everything's six-week injury. And then after six weeks, it was like, uh, probably another six weeks, and another six weeks. And then that basically turned into, like, two and a half, three years yeah. of the same thing. Shit, you did well to get a Hurricanes contract. Well, hey. yeah, I'd sort of been just talking with the coaches around that time, and then went into year 13, and no one had really known about my arm. Went into year 13 and I was talking with Boydie and and, and the guys there and the, and yeah basically they said like we want to like um, try get your arm back and, and help you out and so worked out a deal that um, would bring me down to Wellington and keep me there um, for you know a couple of years and then move me into a like full contract spot and and basically just say yeah we want to invest in you to get your arm right and your shoulder right and yeah and, yeah, and that was that uh, started at the end of school and then at, at the end of school yeah moved down there for a couple of years and and still didn't play for a couple of years with my shoulder, yeah. but um, managed to yeah. They they helped me to get back playing rugby, which oh, was that's good. Eh? It was awesome. Is it
0: true that all the um, franchises wanted to
1: sign you coming out of school? Is that <laughs> no, that's not true? That's not true. No, nah, no. Nah. In terms of Super Rugby, the only guys are Hurricanes. Oh, was it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I I went down and I originally wanted to go to um to Christchurch to study, and, and obviously. Um, their record and, and what they're about down with the Crusaders in Canterbury so I went down there to, to check out the university and the academy system and talk with the, the guys down there and um, yeah there's sort of stuff around academy and yeah. and whatnot. you know just uh, at this time my arm wasn't working so I was about getting my arm right yeah. um, but the Hurricanes offered a super rugby contract and as a kid um, coming out of school uh, who just thinks my arm's fine <laughs> <laughs> even though it's not working and you want to take every opportunity you want to be a rugby player and you've uh, you know been talking with your parents and they've been sending you to high school for academics yeah. and then wait till you're 18 and you get university entrance and then go and um, yeah so I was super pumped just to get to Wellington I bet and then yeah obviously just try to win a super rugby title just. Being around from the region, you know, and and being a part of a team that could win a first super rugby title was a pretty alluring um, thing to be a part of. So I wanted to get down there and just do my all to to add value there. And how
0: did you find going into that environment? And obviously your shoulder was still pretty stuffed, so that must have been quite tough sort of going into it professional environment without being able to sort of prove yourself to the guys?
1: Yeah, it was tough. Well, the first year, I was like, couldn't do any training at all yeah. because um, during that year as well, I had that double hip surgery that we were talking about before, which I couldn't... I spent quite a few months out because I couldn't walk or do anything for quite a while and my shoulder was stuffed so my whole yeah. body was pretty <laughs> out of it. So what what do you put that down to? Do, is there any... Yeah, thing? they, they kind of said with my hips um, that it was a um, bit congenital and a like, bit, bit of training young yeah. um, and I, just the sort of the way I was born I guess with the hips um, they were just, just munching up the sockets real bad yeah. and ripping all the cartilage out but they yeah. just had to shave those back into a perfect ball and socket and yeah. um, trim up the labrum tears and cartilage damage and yeah and good to go now so that sort of helped <laughs> <laughs> hopefully i don't have to get it <laughs> you've through it yeah hopefully i don't have to get it again no. but um yeah how did i find it i mean Shit, it was just awesome just to be around guys. Guys that were down there, Conrad Smith and Martin who were there at the time mm. and Victor Vito was there and, and Brad Shields, Callum Goodman, like all those boys. Yeah. Obviously so helpful. Um and just to be around them was so inspiring and so motivating for a person, you know, who's injured and, and just wants to get back. Like it was pretty easy to wake up every day a- yeah. and push to get your arm right and push to get this right. Obviously you're in living the dream in your environment, but you're surrounded by guys like that. It was so awesome. Yeah. Um I remember Preseason in that first year right um and you you don't you know in your first year you don't, you don't not aware of how the preseason goes or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah. you just want to go hard out straight yeah. away and <laughs> we had this session um it was Ma'anonu had broken his forearm and Artie had done his shoulder I think and then there was me her shoulder so we we're in the, the same three group big dogs. <laughs> the <three laughs> big, something like that but. and so we had all upper body injuries and so we had the same running block and it was like 100, 200s to time. And I remember for the first couple, I went hard out. I was yeah. like, nah, I just go hard out. Right. Yeah, and I, and I clearly remember Martin was saying, oh, no, nah, like, like, you'll learn. And I was like, what does he mean? And we got to the last two and they were way ahead of me and I was dead. I was yeah, gone. I was gone. And then I went, oh, I was just gone. I was knives eh? <laughs> they would have just been laughing like <laughs> this, this. eager guy, just keen to get stuck in. Oh, that's yeah, good stuff. that, was, it's that was my first it. taste of it. Really,
0: what was the session?
1: It was, I think it was just like playing 100s, 200s to time oh, yeah. and I'd like, and I'd gone, I think you had to do it in like 20 seconds and 40 seconds and I was going like, you know, trying to get faster than yeah, that instead yeah. of finishing right on oh, the time yeah, 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 and yeah. so I would like overachieve on the first couple <laughs> and then by the way back I was underachieving by a couple <laughs> instead of sticking to time so that was a lesson of uh, oh, classic of following the stopwatch.
0: But one thing I remember, even though you couldn't play or really train, your professionalism as a young kid was sort of like next level. No one had really seen someone that professional, that young. Usually the, you know, the young guys come in and they're sort of trying to learn the way, but you sort of set a new example for young guys. You were doing all the right things off the field and... I mean, you used to chew your food 50 times before you swallow it, <laughs> eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't try don't bring that up to the serious, eh? That was a joke from Michael Kanga. <laughs> 50 Chew Hue, you, your nickname was. But um, that was a true thing, though. No, eh? it wasn't. <laughs>
1: it was not a true thing. I think one day, obviously, Mikey was there and stuff like that, and I was, I, I, like I said, I came in like. 90, 95 kgs yeah. And as a Lucy Like that's so tiny And I'm um, just Eating all this food I was trying yeah. to eat As much as Ben Frank's You know <laughs> to, Just bowl it in Yeah and, um, and Mikey was joking That I was so professional That I was <laughs> chewing my, <laughs> <laughs> So professional I was chewing my food 50 times <laughs> But I think th- we watched you For a, f- a few hours later And I
0: think we counted Most bites were about 50 Oh
1: jeez <laughs> It's probably because I ate half a breast <laughs> And couldn't get it down That's yeah. Like i laughed at that because that was quite funny when that happened i yeah. remember that clearly yeah. but what do you put your professionalism down to and in coming into that environment oh geez i don't know uh, like obviously i hadn't thought about it the way you did in terms of that i, I just think at that time uh, and the same as now you want to be the, my best You yeah. want to be the best i can be want to try to add value to the place and organization that I'm at and um and get better and I guess that's where the professional side comes out it's yeah. just what can I do to get better and, and and just do it really
0: and I guess hearing your story you were sort of doing being
1: this professional at the mm. age of
0: sort of 14 so it was just
1: well I guess with, with injuries and you you know as well like um with injuries you kind of always try to search for what you can do to get better and yeah. you think oh I need to do things all perfectly and a, a lot of the solutions probably just time yeah um and and so that's probably where that started a, a big aspect is like i need to do this 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 and this to get the result and um and with a nerve injury as well like you just have no answers for that so you want to try to do everything to the t to get it right um and so i probably developed that bit of a habit there um yeah but i guess lots of work ones as well
0: that's cool and then your second year you were available to play or was it their third year
1: nah so so second year i was still done my shoulder was not working at all and i hadn't strung i hadn't been on the field at this point i don't think at all and then i um sort of like middle of the season 2016 and just sort of sitting with the doctors and physios and my arm had sort of struggled to put weight on at that time hadn't really bulked up and i would sort of uh, be able to work it again, like how we're talking doing my 60kg bench press and <laughs> and then it'll just blow out again oh, oh, and yeah. just not hold it yeah. and then I'll do it like a couple of weeks later get back up and just blow out again yeah and then it sort of got to the point where we were just like hey look let's just have a crack you know what's the worst you can do like you can either not play and then not play any rugby like club rugby or whatever yeah, yeah, for yeah. the rest of 2016 or and then you know 2017 go from there or whatever but or, or you know, have a crack now. Do the work that you can do now, playing, and get in a reasonable position to to have a go next year. And, and then I was like, yeah, let's just play. And then yeah, so came back in, in club and, and did like a probably did like an hour and a half warm up, <laughs> <laughs> the first game in two and a half three years, kind of yeah. <laughs> try to prepare for it. And yeah, played club twenty sixteen, middle twenty sixteen, and then um and then played a couple of games and, and the shoulder felt good. Shoulder felt like alright, yeah. you know, I don't think it ever, like I think when you're injured you know you try to chase yeah, back to yeah. the normal yeah. and there was never a normal for me because your arm's sort of, um and it's good now but like back then it's just never really got to like a perfect state yeah. and then no bone, no muscle or anything on my bone so I like, did all my AC joint in that plane and yeah. and rushed back obviously and played a couple of games and so I think I played like two or three and then AC joint for like six weeks or whatever and just my, my arm was just screwed because there's just no muscle or anything on it, but I played. Yeah. And, you know, that was the most important thing at that time and then it was trying to string trainings together and build some momentum, yeah. And then you got your crack. Yeah, well, um, sort of was with Forks Bay that year as well I and mean, played a couple of games there and my unfortunately my arm, again, just blew out real bad um, and that was the last the last big time um, Touch wood. So that, that, that blew out. That was um, Madison Cup 2016. And then um, yeah, so missed like most of Martin Cup there. Played a couple of games at the start, and mm. like again, just I think I was like ninety five kgs playing Martin Cup. Mm. Then and um, yeah, just got into pre season off season uh, with the with the Hurricanes, and then put on a lot of weight. Actually, my arm was managing to build weight, which was a massive thing that held me back. Another thing was like finding my arm in space like I, I couldn't really tell where my arm was if that oh, makes yeah, sense because yeah, all yeah. the nerves are so fried like you don't really know where your arm is in oh, space true. yeah and then so that sort of started getting better started adding muscle to my arm which hadn't happened for ages even though I was training and then yeah started 2017 was feeling yeah feeling awesome
0: and you trained the house down and then you got your
1: moment <laughs> yeah yeah well I sort of was training um through the middle of the year and and then Kelly Gibbons had a slight Achilles twinge, um, and then I didn't even, wasn't named in the team or anything like that, but against uh, it was against the Cheaters in the day before the game or whatever. Oh, was um, it? In a couple of days, they are like, oh, you know, you're up for your debut. And I was like, yeah. like so what? Lucky, so lucky you always did your homework. <laughs> eh? <laughs> I was lucky you always did my <laughs> homework. Well, that's the thing, eh? you do your homework every week. Yeah. And it was probably like, even though I was out injured and, and no chance of playing, you know, when your hips are bloody in plaster almost, yeah. Um, but you still sort of prepare, like you still obviously want to be a part of the team every yeah, week. Yeah. So that had probably happened for like two and a half years yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, got 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 there and um, yeah, had like a 20 minute run, which was pretty awesome. How like was just, it? Yeah. Oh, just being in front of the stadium, you know, is so so special. And all the yeah. boys are, all the boys are just right behind you and so stoked for you. I guess like yourself, you'd seen um, all the injuries and the trips to the bloody physio shop yeah. and all that, yeah. just uh just to try get back to train, let alone play, and then to play club, and then to actually play at that level that you're inspired to be at Yeah, um, for so long was so, yeah, awesome and rewarding. So, yeah, grateful for, for Bordie and Plum just to, you know, get some minutes and, you know, been slogging away for a couple of years, and to, to get a shot was yeah. just just awesome, yeah.
0: And then Cully um, was right the next week, so you were Yeah, yeah, so were
1: back. the boys went to Africa, so Cully was right, and then, yeah, they, they took off up there, eh? yeah. so...
0: Nah. So, that was the last super game you played?
1: Yeah, that was the last super game, but I never told anyone about this um, because I got a wee concussion before I debuted. I oh, did, Right, you? a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so I had a couple of weeks off at training, and I was real. The lesson that I learned back then was not to push yourself. So, yeah. if Cam's listening, he'll be, he'll be <laughs> stoked. Dave. I learned that lesson. So, I, I came back from concussion, and you, and you do nothing, and then I, I like came back in training, I did some sprints and boom, tweaked my hammy. Oh, true. Like just you shouldn't do that. And um and I hit it because I knew if I was gonna debut that it could be against, you know, one of these um one of the one of these games like the Cheaters. Yeah. And then um it wasn't bad but I hit it. Debuted. Yeah, yeah. debuted. Nervous as hell about my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> I did the old Ricky Ricky tally lit. You know when he used to tape, <laughs> tape up his hammy yeah. <laughs> real bad. Probably just a nervous hammy. And then, um, yeah, debuted. And then the next week, I was obviously over the moon. I think I just, um, my 21st was actually a week before I debuted. Over the moon and then um, and thought I could just play as much rugby as I could now. Yeah. Went out played, played 60 minutes at the club. And then that's when I really badly smoke my hammy did right you? up my ass. Yeah. Shit. And then I didn't play for until the start of my 10 Cup. Wow. Yeah in twenty seventeen. So that was real bad. That was a couple of months. Yeah. Jeez.
0: You've had that many injuries. And then your I Might ten cup, how did that go? Yeah, well, Is when you started getting some regular games under your Yeah, belt?
1: so I had not played regularly um since that Mitre 10 Cup. And so <laughs> I think it was like I hadn't played five games in a row. Um what was that now? Like four Four or five years Or something Like yeah. ages And then Ma- Midas Cup in 2017 Was the first time I got some regular game time yeah. I was still weighing About 100 kgs sure. But it was just Good to get out there And yeah Get some regular game time And the, I was with the Magpies Then and we were, we were Sort of struggling We weren't At the top at all But um Yeah you know, it's awesome to play At that level you know And just yeah. Just actually build that rugby And build that confidence Because I went from, you know, I went to Lindisfarne, which wasn't a massive rugby school, jumped into Hurricanes, hadn't played much rugby, learning all like the, yeah. the way you, you play and train, and then to actually apply some of that yeah, was pretty yeah. was pretty good finally.
0: Yeah. And
1: then the move to Canterbury. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, um, what inspired that? Well, if we take it back a little bit, because um, dad passed away just before Moyerton Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and then went to Moyerton Cup and did that, and then at the end of the Middleton Cup, um, Hurricane said there was no contracts, Hawksway said there were no contracts, um, and that's just the way it went, which was obviously pretty pretty hard at the time, because yeah. you're like, shit, you want to be a rugby player, and you want to do all this, and it's like, yeah. I was signed when I was injured, and then you finally got your body to like, play five games in a row, and yeah. feeling good, and there's no contracts, on, yeah. and you're like, oh shit. Um, and then yeah, I wanted to go back down to Wellington, and just be around, and just to show you, know I'm actually good, I'm I'm bloody good now. I'm feeling really physically strong and everything. And I was training down there and um, was actually linked up with this guy, Gavin Cross. Just Mm -hmm. reached out to him. He's a Stephen Adams trainer when he comes back. And he was a great guy just to have some real good conversations with and just to get my body good and mentally and physically. And and I was feeling great over summer, was that 2017, 2018. Um, And then I was sort of talking with a, a guy that knew Dad, Campbell Feather. Yeah. And he coached at Lindisfarne First 15 for a year and sort of talking with him and it's just, you know, they'll just challenge me, you know, what do you want, what do you want to do in life and in business? Because again, dad passed away then and you kind of wonder, geez, I don't know, um, you know, life changes. And then rugby as well, you're out of that bubble and so life changes and then you're like, shit, what do I want to do? And that was a big reset period to be like, you know, actually go after what you do and, mm-hmm. you know, your will's not for sale kind of thing and you just do what you want and figure it out. Yeah. And then I would, takes it back after school i wanted to go to Christchurch in canterbury and, and get a degree and develop with rugby and i was almost in the same spot because i hadn't played or really done anything for yeah so for a again. while so i was like i'm literally just starting my rugby now um what i want to do i want to be the best um, and canterbury was that you know yeah. canterbury down there the best at the time and and you yeah, moved down there in 2018 um start just started uni down there knew a few boys down there started uni um got into club and just tried to string games together and play some rugby again yeah. i hadn't really played rugby <laughs> for ages so yeah. just play rugby and really enjoy it and love it um just working flat out in the background just to build myself up um in, in all areas and yeah that started the move down there yeah
0: and hasn't looked back so let's go back to your dad if yeah. If you want to talk about as much or as little about that as possible, but it was obviously a huge shock. Um, he committed mm. suicide, and must have been a real tough period for you. And um,
1: yeah. yeah, no, it was extremely tough. I mean, um, your dad passed away in in 2017 before Maitre Ten Cup. Um, oh, geez, it was, it was so tough because you never expect something like that. Yeah, you, know? you never expect something like that. Um, I guess it's similar to, to, to someone like cancer or a family of yeah. cancer. You just don't really believe it would happen to you and then, yeah. it, then it happened and just shows like d- depression, anxiety, doesn't discriminate at all. And that was an incredibly life-changing moment because it happened to our family, it happened to us and, and we learned, you know, we were exposed to all of that and understood all of that now and, and yeah, basically just – um, mum and dad were farmers and, and yeah dad passed away and, and mum's continued to to run yeah. the farm so she's done amazing and I'm lucky to have amazing parents and their yeah. sisters and support crew there and um yeah it's so tough because it, it's such a such a a, a a big thing in New Zealand you know New Zealand faces massive illness anxiety yeah. um and depression you know suicide rates are massive for such a small country yeah and and with suicide I guess you know life changes but you don't want to be pitied or anything like that you Mm -hmm. know it it happened and it's sad and it lives with you forever and you never forget it and you're constantly around it um but you don't want to feel pity or 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 be sad or people to be weird about it or anything like that it's just you know it's a real tragedy what happens and a lot of families do go for it and yeah it's just a you're still a normal person you still get to live your life as well and you still you still have those massive happy times as well and then sad times but yeah life just changes it's a
0: great lesson and was there any signs from your dad or because obviously he used to come down to the hurricane games yeah man he was one of the nicest blokes you ever meet and um, you would never have expected anything yeah to be going on In his head like that.
1: Yeah, well, that's just the thing. He's a a classic Kiwi bloke in terms of what people say, you know. Um, And he didn't really have any signs at all. And he'd been to the professionals. He'd been to a couple of doctors. And they hadn't picked up on it as well. And he'd been to the doctor the the day before he died. and, uh, And it still happens. So, I mean there's stressful times there's always stressful times of life and farming especially you know yeah. they're trying to juggle a million things above their heads uh, and so but that that's always happened um and he wasn't an overly depressed guy or depressed guy or anything like that yeah. like noticeable like you just said he's really yeah. like lo- really loving and happy and, and just a just a great guy but um yeah it just sort of came out you know a couple of weeks and then yeah sort of went through that and Life changes, you know. It's yeah. incredibly crazy. It just um it's just an illness, you know. It just wipes wipes you out. And you're doing all sorts of good
0: things now in that space. You've started up, is it like a just an awareness thing or is it a website or what have you?
1: Uh, well, I'm always pretty open to talk about it because it's yeah. such an important thing, and it's obviously impacted my life so much. And if I can help and add value to someone or or help in any way, like of course you want to just be doing that. Yeah. Um, I guess what the thing that you're fe- referring to is probably that Hawkes Bay thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Hawkes Bay, uh, Hawkes Bay have had a massive drought. You know, they've ha- they've always faced droughts being in the east coast of New Zealand, and and my mum's still a farmer up there, and and I just noticed the droughts were really bad. And uh, I guess come from the rugby background, come from a farming background. And I just think, you know, um, a message of support from someone well-known and, you know, rugby, farmers love rugby. So yeah. someone like that can just be really helpful. Just to sort of, you know, farmers don't want pity. Again, it's the same aspect. Farmers don't want pity and people to tell them how to farm or anything like that. But just know someone's behind you, got your back is pretty cool. So I yeah. reached out to a few of the boys and was really grateful that they, um, they offered up their time in words and made a wee video and just yeah. said, hey, you know, Hawksway Farmers, we got your back, help you out. And, um, yeah, I've had lots of messages about people about just saying, you know, just knowing someone's out there just helps to just get you through the day and if it gets you through the day, then then that's awesome, you know.
0: I guess how you handle moments like that in your mm. life um, sort of is what makes you as, as a person. Eh? You see some people who get hit with something, some a bad moment in their life like that and it really affects them for... Mm. Um, for years, even the rest of their life for some people. And what I've noticed about you is you, you've dealt with that You've and you've sort of moved on and you feel like you're not going to let your life be affected by this, even though that was a really sad moment.
1: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, I think it goes back to the thing as well. Like um, people don't, around suicide, families don't want pity. Yeah. Um, they don't want, oh, a million answers, a million things because suicide just leaves so many unanswered things. Yeah. Um, There was no note, obviously, or anything like that. And so there's no answers that could be really resolved. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you move on from it? It's not like you just forget about it and and you go back to the way life is because life's never the way it was. Um, So for me, I guess, I've just sort of been like, okay, shit, this is a massive thing. Life's changed and and you just kind of continue on. I'm no expert in that. I guess someone would be... Uh, better to answer that but when I look at someone like my mum and she's just faced so much and continues to face so much and then raises to the challenge and rises to the challenge again about running the farm and just doing a real great job and just continuing to do that 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 stuff which is that inspires me you know that inspires me a lot yeah and we look at a lot of people um, throughout history or whatever and, and it's just time and time again humans are good at adapting and just pushing through and and that's what you need to do because if you stop and just waddle in your moment you don't get anything done yeah you know you don't get anything done and, and you also don't feel too good either so you know we you're allowed to feel happy you're allowed to feel and you should feel you know happy and good and push for those dreams and push for what you want to do so that's probably my mindset is yeah. you never forget it right? yeah. you never um you never forget it and there are moments that are incredibly tough that come back up and it just hits you and you just feel like shit you know um but if you continue to stay in that too long, you're not getting anything done.
0: Yeah, 100%. So how yeah. did you? How do you feel like you got out of that?
1: Well, it's just I, I'm lucky that I've been surrounded by a lot of really good people but yeah. then also inspired by a lot of people too. And it's just really looking at the big picture. It's okay. Like um, life still goes on, you know, where do I want to go, what do I want to do and then just trying to focus at, I guess the task at hand and just trying to do that. And when you, when you do that, you can sort of build momentum and then mm-hmm. – yeah, it allows you to get through the day and get through the week and, and just keep your sights on goals really and positivity and, and you know, I think for me I'm pretty goal driven and focused and, and that allows me to take a lot of that um, time when your thoughts ruminate or you feel down and sad. Yeah. And I think um I think goals, yeah, for me personally have helped a lot in that aspect. Setting goals and and going out there and, and trying to achieve those have have helped me dealt with a lot of those. A lot of those tough times
0: And did rugby help with that? Did you feel, feel like you had a real um, You wanted to sort of get away And just focus yeah. on rugby more Or
1: not really? Well I've always With rugby I know where I want to go And what I want to do And and at times It's tough Because you're not involved with teams So mm. Like dad passed away Right And then I have all these Professional aspirations But then there's no Professional contracts Or no like opportunities To play And that's like A couple years At that stage Yeah and so I guess for me at that time, I keep that big picture, I kept that big goal, and that's to be you know the best in the world, and a few other things or whatever. And, and it's just like okay, a work away at that, and and I'm lucky in that aspect that I had that outside of rugby as well with my study. And so I was focusing on my study yeah. and, and things like that. But it was tough at the time because um, I knew where I needed to go, which was down to Canterbury, but that's also a far, pretty far away from Hawke's Bay, and not yeah. just a drive from Wellington. So um had a big talk with mum and she was just yeah just said you know I want you to go and and be happy and and chase after your goals and dreams because she knew how important that was for me and um yeah just went and did that and um that helped me and yeah mum's been super supportive of that as well
0: very cool and so from with your rugby you've gone you've been with the crusaders this year
1: uh, yeah, I've just been training with them for a little bit, so I wasn't with them for pre-season or anything, but yeah. got called in from like round one, round two, and yeah, basically been in since. And how's that
0: been? It's yeah. y- sort of another year to learn things, but you still haven't had that time to put it yeah. into playing?
1: Yeah, I haven't had any playing time, so I haven't signed a contract or, or had any playing time um, s- oh, since I left Hawks Bay and yeah. in Hurricanes, um, like three years ago since that happened, um, but just... Involved in trainings, you know, involved in trainings, involved in little hit-out games, involved in the, the Thursday trainings where it gets heated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all those battles. And, look, if you can t- just contesting yourself against those um, those guys and then those moments. I've had, you know, a few of those at trainings and things. So, no, uh, I've done that. And um, and playing club rugby with Christchurch Football Club down there. Yeah. And we go pretty good. We're, we're actually just finished top of um of the Christchurch to- comp, oh, so we're just going into semifinals and finals now. So but
0: You won't be allowed to play on those? No, I
1: won't be allowed to play on those, but um, a yeah, great group of guys there and coaches as well. And I'm lucky enough, like, I've had a, a few good guys really just, just looking out. Like, I, I caught it off Reuben Thorne pretty early on down there. Yeah. And had a few mentors as well that have helped. And um, also like Campbell Feather back in Hawkes Bay, I talked to him a little bit as well. And, and just sort of building a good team around me, you know. yeah, have a good team of people around me that are just helping with um, all my rugby and, and things. And, and yeah, that's sort of preparing me for, for what I want to do. And yeah, managed to talk with Goody and, and get up here. And, and the opportunity to, to put my hand up for game time is here. So yeah, it's mm. just about doing that now, eh? which is awesome. How good. So what I'm getting is that you've been learning the <laughs>
0: trade for about... Five or six years and now, for this year, you <laughs> finally get to bid it into action for the mighty Tasmanaka. How exciting is that?
1: Nah, it's super exciting, it's super exciting, you know, and it's just good to, to have the opportunity to play yeah. I think you can train so much and you can do so much on your book and all that, but it doesn't really yeah. relate to the until you're out on the field, you know. And if you can put it out on the field and build that experience, that's what it's really counts. So yeah. it's just going to be exciting just to, to see if I can do that, yeah. Jeez, I'm looking forward to this. Evening, <laughs> <hey>? <laughs> more excited than... <laughs> I'm more <laughs> excited That's <laughs> no, anyway, no, hey? It's good, eh? No, I'm super pumped to be up here. Tasman Marcos, eh? The boys are good. The is staff's yeah. awesome. It's, yeah, it's just a good vibe all around, eh? Really yeah. good. And so, what are what are your goals going forward on the rugby platform? Is it still be the best in the world? Yeah, well, of course you got to, um, you know, you just for me personally. Anyway, I don't want to just enter into something and just just hang out, yeah, and be around there. Yeah. You know, training's all good in that, but you want to be playing week in and week out, and you yeah. want to be starting week in and week out. So of course that's the goal, um, obviously just to get on the field for the Tasman Marco, get a debut and, and add value to the team there and help them win another championship would be was the goal there and, and start start for them and then um, yeah, basically go from there and, and get into super rugby and then take the step, just the stepping stones with uh, rugby in New Zealand as the goal and, and I think that probably comes back to my goals in rugby, like I didn't want to go overseas and I didn't want to do anything like that because yeah. for rugby it's just like we don't get paid too much but you Know it's a chance to play a pretty good sport, yeah, in a worldwide sport, and wanted to stay in New Zealand. And I've, yeah, I don't think I'll leave because I'm true. Yeah. So, you
0: got no aspirations to go travel or um, play at in, in another competition? No, nah, not at this stage, yeah. and that
1: might come up at some point, but no, nah, not at this stage. I, I think, um, something that's subdued that is obviously all my off field stuff mm. and building that up as well, and my studies and all that, and getting, getting through the degree which I'm starting to get through now. Um, but you know where's the best place to compete and and play the best place to compete and play for me personally I think um and a lot of people would think is New Zealand yeah you know New Zealand and then the best place from that Crusaders won another title so that's pretty awesome (laughs) (laughs) and so being down in (laughs) Christchurch so being down (laughs) in Christchurch is a good hub and that basically takes me back to why I went there originally yeah
0: so and your goals for off the field because you're
1: Well, I've got lots of goals for off-field, I guess, like that. Finishing the degree would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, just about finished accounting, finance, psychology degree, so I'd be pretty pumped. I think Mum would probably be more pumped about that than <laughs> me, to be fair. But, no, we're good to, good to finish that. But, yeah, lots of goals off-field. Jeez, um, at the moment, I just, yeah, wanting to wanting to try to um, obviously make money a, a, and do that, but I guess add value into things that I'm interested in. And, yeah. and right now, um, yeah, being been doing rugby and so that's that's a massive interest for me how
0: good well as always we've gone to the instagram page for some questions and geez you got back a lot as always (laughs) the interest behind Hugh Renton has been massive first question is actually from the Tasman coach Andrew Goodman (laughs) how pumped is he to play for Tassie (laughs) so (laughs) pumped (laughs) (laughs) up the marker
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like Mitch Hunt's up the north, yeah, up the north. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm he super fun. North, grateful yeah. to be here. It's just awesome to be involved with the boys. Yeah.
0: Next questions from Dane Coles. Do you still do
1: Levan's breathing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I was actually I caught
1: up with Levan the other day. Did you? Yeah, yeah. No, I caught up with him and bumped into him the other day. No, I don't. I don't do a specific breathing. <laughs> the uh, cogs it was called, eh? Uh, cool, was when it when was he, cogs. He, he had to block a nose and go. Yeah. Sort
0: of. <laughs> Oh, yeah. they like hum out yeah well,
1: I remember one not <laughs> Ricky Rickertail he's 21st he passed out he passed out in bed and we saw we caught him doing his single <laughs> nose breathing we caught Ricky doing his single nose breathing which was pretty funny so maybe we should ask Ricky that question
0: he's definitely still doing it the next one is from Duplessy Karifi um, how's your hairline <laughs> my
1: hairline is full healthy dude. it is Thank hey? you very much yeah no it's um Hasn't changed at all since I left school, but...
0: Have you done anything to it? I
1: have not done anything honestly? to it. Honestly? I don't even... <laughs> honestly, no. <nah. laughs> I've been a student, Jimmy. I don't yeah. have any money to Izzy do Izzy Dagg's got some hookups <laughs> down there. That's what got you down there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, nah, My hairline doesn't look as good as Izzy's, but no, nah, I'm happy as. Yeah, it
0: does know. look good, actually. I'm impressed.
1: Natural, mate.
0: Next question is, how did you start your relationship with the Lakers S&C, and what's the story behind that?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, fortunate enough to be linked up with Gunner. So, yeah, basically through my partner, um, she's in film and production, and, and reached out to Gunner, and, and and unfortunately, COVID is not good. But fortunately, you know, through that period, Gunner was just looking at a few things and managed to um, link up with there and just talk rugby. And we we're just talking about what I what I had visions of and and rugby and. Basically, just got talking and exploring and, and talking and, and all that, and just um, yeah, that started that relationship. And so, just how
0: did you talk? Did, how did you get his number? And
1: yeah, we just, just just reached out to him. Just my team, um, oh, partner on the team, just reached out to him and, and got a hold of him, and then um, yeah, just and started. he gave you a call. Yeah, no, nah, just sort of yeah, over Message. over messenger, and just messaging, and then um, and then obviously started zooming. Yeah, and talking yeah on Zoom and over the phone, and and yeah, just sort of exploring that whole side of things, and we have just been working away um, just with talking about rugby, talking about sport, um, business. He's incredibly smart. Went to Duke University in America, incredibly smart man. Um, Obviously really well um, networked uh, and and awesome at what he does. He trains everyone, eh? Trains everyone, trains everyone. Oh, geez, he's trained... Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't trained me. <laughs> well, do you want him sort of No, he's, he's done. Oh, I mean, he's done Mike Tyson, Pete Sampras, oh, Kevin true. Durant, Tom Brady, and he's done all of their trainers too. Oh wow! And so, really, just been talking to mainly business to him and gearing up sort of for myself as well. But it's also like um, it's just trying to add value again, trying to add value to the game of rugby. And he's super pumped on rugby, and, and you know, he's he's a guy that just. um He's been so inspiring to me. Just like talking, the way he talks about the, his detail, uh, um, his detail around, just even watching rugby. You know, he, he yeah. just the way athletes move, his experiences, the way his training philosophies, um, his business philosophies. Yeah, how professional he is. Like he's incredibly inspiring. Um, in those aspects and and to be interested in rugby is just you know super pumped to, to talk with him and you know he's he's super keen to to you know learn more and more about the game and he already knows so much like yeah. I talked to him for the first time and, and I was like, holy moly, this guy like, yeah. knows more about rugby than, than rugby players, you know? <laughs> and so to have a guy who's so knowledgeable in that aspect and yeah. to be talking like that and, and trying to add value to the game of rugby and bridge that market between US and New Zealand, and obviously if we can bridge that, that's an exciting business prospect and, uh, yeah, for rugby players as well, you know? Yeah, true. is
0: it true that he bought you your
1: car? <laughs> uh, no, there's a few deals that go into that, Jimmy. A few <laughs> business deals. <laughs> it's not a bad car, though, is got it? A I'm just I'm just telling me rugby <laughs> players don't make any money. I'm like, what's going on? I'm just uh I'm just driving that around till he gets over here. So um hopefully we get him into the country. Is it uh, actually uh, his car? Yeah. Well no, we're sort of yeah, we sort of business deals to work oh, it yeah. out. Oh, yeah, a couple sure. of us go on to and it's gonna be his when he comes over here. So um, Oh yeah, you're a wheeler, hey? Just get you know, it's just so there's a there's a few things it's unfortunate that the borders are closed right now and we've been working away in the background just to try to um you know bring him into New Zealand oh, and, yeah. and bring a whole aspect in because you know he's going to add value in, in everything he does um business and sport uh, and so yeah, he'll be driving that when he comes sure. around. Is he going um, to come to
0: Tassie and take a few sessions?
1: Uh, well, if, if yeah, if Jimmy wants to work with him, then <laughs> then I'm sure I'm sure he can get on there, there as well, mate. How yeah, yeah. But no, nah, it's been I'm just just driving that around till he comes, which oh, has been pretty look, good. You look very flash, <laughs> eh? suits <ya. laughs> you. Thanks, Jimmy.
0: Anyway, that was it for the questions. Um, but obviously. Really appreciate you coming on, Huey, and giving up your time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a champion bloke who's been through all sorts throughout your career. I've I've been expecting you to sort of kick on, but obviously injuries and setbacks and not being able to get that time sort of cost you there. As you heard, I'm really excited <laughs> about you getting stuck in for Tasman this year and um, looking forward to see you get some regular game time and looking forward to watching your um,
1: career sort of take off from here. No, thanks for having me, Jimmy. It's, not, it's obviously known you for a few years, so yeah. again, I'll reiterate how exciting it is yeah. to, <laughs> <laughs> to be up here with yeah. the Marco and... Yeah. Uh, you know we always have learnings and, and tough times but geez it's just good to be it's good to be living eh? yeah 100% it, just good. the way you've dealt with
0: everything that's hit you so far mate you're an inspiration and you're doing real awesome things in that space and um just keep doing that and uh, people will learn from that and people will be getting good things from that so um yeah awesome to have you on and awesome to have you share your journey
1: yeah no cheers for having me jimmy hey thanks mate